Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 147 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today we're talking about astrology for career, and I've got two special guests uh, this time. I've got the astrologer Heidi Rose Robbins and career strategist Ellen Bondler. Hello, hello. Hi, hello. Teresa. <laughs> Great to be here. I'm Well, I was on your podcast recently, and uh, it chart your course. We'll talk about that in a minute. And it was such an honor and so fascinating, and both of you really know your stuff about astrology and career. And so I knew we had to get you on here because a lot of times, you know, people do come to astrologers to ask questions about their life direction and their career. And well, before I get started talking about that, um, I want to know how you two got interested in astrology and how the heck did you connect? Well, Heidi, do you want to start since you were born into the, you were born an astrologer? Yes, well, that that is true. It was. I'm, I sort of feel like I'm bilingual because I definitely was born. My father's an astrologer and uh, learned the zodiac very early on with the alphabet, as I always like to say. But yeah, so it's always been a part of my life. But I will say that right around 19 or 20, I, I decided to take it very seriously and and asked my dad to really sort of be my mentor and teach me about astrology. But Ellen, how did you find astrology? I don't even know. That's such an interesting <laughs> question. I'm sitting here trying to think about it. You know. I've been like studying it for about 30, 35 years. Uh, I read Stephen Arroyo. I think I read Stephen Arroyo's book way back when, and that was so interesting. And the one about uh, astrology and psychology and, you know, me with all my air, I just love all that stuff. So I just got really into it. And um, just, you know, when I would just like look at it and read all those things. And then about 10 years ago, it was actually my birthday and I ran into a mutual friend of both Heidi's and mine. And I, um, she realized it was my birthday. She said, Oh my God, I have to get you a gift to, and she knew I, I loved astrology. I have to get you a gift reading with my wonderful friend, Heidi, which she did. And Heidi and I just loved each other. And then, so that was in like, October, November of uh, 2011. And then I took Heidi's uh, retreat in March. And, you know, we just became dear friends and, and joined forces. And then, you know, slowly we started a, uh, an offering called Chart Your Career, which um, Heidi does an hour of astrology. I do an hour of career. And then we recently this past year started our podcast, Chart Your Career. Well, I think the podcast is amazing. I had a great time when I was a guest. And for people who are listening, chart your course. What Heidi and Ellen do is they look at your astrology chart and the things that have happened in your career, what was going on at the time of those happenings. And it was so fascinating. Uh, Heidi, when you were talking about all that Jupiter things that were happening in my chart when I made these big transitions, I was like, oh my God, yes. So it's fascinating stuff. And, you know, so. I mean, I want to know how you two got this idea to do this podcast. Yeah, well, I think, Ellen, you know, we 
you first came on my podcast called The Radiance Project. Yes. And, and then um, we started to say, well, we love talking to each other. So once a month, Ellen would come on and went with the ingress of the sign and we would talk about the sign. So we did that for, I don't know, three years, maybe yeah, a while. Yeah. And we really enjoyed it monthly being on, being on the podcast together. And so uh, we just were doing, we were brainstorming, we were together for a weekend and we thought, why don't we combine forces? Because Ellen has always been deeply interested in the ev- evolution of a career. Mm-hmm. And I, we said, well, what what could we do with these two together? And so we just decided to take the leap. And we did about a year ago. It's almost a year now that we've about been a year doing ago. Start your and, career. And thank goodness Heidi is an Aries. So she said, let's <laughs> just do it. And I have a bunch of planets in Virgo. And I went, ah, maybe we should wait till it's perfect. And she said, no, let's just do it. And we did. And I'm so thankful to her. It's such an excellent podcast. And like I said, at the beginning of this, of this episode where I'm talking with you, you know, a lot of people, again, they come to astrology because they're trying to find themselves, but also sometimes they're trying to find their purpose, their work. And so let's talk about that, about how people might use their natal charts to find their ideal career. Where, I mean, where do you as astrologers and career oriented astrologers, where do you look at a chart? How do you guide people around that? Well, for me, you know, uh, I practice what I call soul-centered astrology or esoteric astrology. And in esoteric astrology, the rising sign is everything. The rising sign is really our soul's calling and it's why we're here. And so many people come to astrologers to remind themselves why they're here, right? And to get a little shot in the arm of encouragement and, uh, uh, inspiration around pursuing what you are most here to give, because I think the rising sign has so much to do with how we can be generous with ourselves in our life. And so first, I always look to the rising sign, frankly, but of course, then you have to look at uh, what rules their 10th house, right? You have to work, look at the sun and what is sitting next to the sun or in relationship to the sun. Um, and 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 sometimes you just happen upon the perfect career idea or how to develop a career just through looking at a series of aspects, as you well know, Teresa. But right, um, right. but I, I have to say, I always start with the theme and the, and the depth of the rising sign. And part of what we do in the podcast and also in, in the Chart Your Career offering is people come to us when they're in transition. They're thinking about changing a job. They're they're wondering what else they can do because, you know, everybody wants to do something that fills them up. Everybody wants to do something that makes a difference. So we really try to help people by looking not only at their rising sign and not only what's in their 10th house, but looking at their progressed moon, mm-hmm. looking at, you know, often Jupiter's in a certain place. So that, you know, is much more helpful to moving to something new or Uranus or then there's Pluto or Saturn, which is more restrictive. But there's so many things that come into play when you're thinking about, is it time for me to make a change? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just, you know, part of it, I'm sort of like a cheerleader. And so when I talk to people, it's, and I've changed my career so many times, and it's more like, why not? Like, what have you got to lose? So I often brainstorm and help people find a way forward. I love that. And I think astrology, you know, starting with your natal chart, not even when we start digging into transits, but your natal chart can be that roadmap that can show you where you're coming from, where your strengths are, where your issues might be along the path and where your potential lies. 
So it can really give you a tremendous amount of information to help make decisions. And so one of the things, of course, I have to ask you, what do you do if there is somebody who's in a career and it's so unaligned with their chart? Like it doesn't make sense. Have you, first of all, I want to know if you ever encountered that and how do you help people to work through that, especially if they have this thing like, but I can't leave the job because X, Y, Z. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that I would say mostly the flavor of that, that I encounter is I know I'm in the wrong place or I know that I feel stuck or I know that I want to grow this other part of myself. And so I'm generally a person that encourages the the flicker, the flame to grow of the thing that is whispering to them and slowly the other can start to fade. Um, sometimes a, a sudden change is, is possible, which you know a lot of times it's not financially possible. Sometimes it is, and that's wonderful. But most often we start to quietly nourish something that, that has really been speaking to us, and then the other can start to fade away. So I don't ever find that I really have to say to a person, or I never have really said to a person, you're just completely doing the wrong thing. I... I they're pretty aware of it themselves, you know, um, or let's just say there's like an engineer or an accountant or something. Sometimes I need to fan the flame of like, you are a creative being. You you do, you know, what else wants to be expressed? So I find myself doing that as well. Well, of course, as an Aries, you're going to fan the flames. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Aries Leo rising, no less. So there you go. <laughs> All that fire. Ellen, did you have something that you wanted to add yeah, to I was, that? Yeah, I was going to say, so a, a lot of the work I do, I, I, I base it on design thinking. So design thinking is about action and it's about prototyping. And it's about looking at the things in your life that energize you, even looking way back, you know, when you were in college or high school, what did you do that made you energized. You worked on the school play, you worked for the yearbook, you know, things that we sort of forget. And why did that energize you? And what in your life now engages you, energizes you, and what makes you flat? And then we also talk a lot about, you know, what you do has to be coherent with your life belief, what you believe, and also, you know, who you are in the world. So if you're an environmentalist and you're working for Exxon, you're going to be miserable. So yes. it's it's sort of getting in touch with the things that make you sparkle and mm. then prototyping, then like looking, looking at ways you can make some of those things happen and talking to people and talking to people that are doing some of those things. It's almost like going shopping and trying on different clothes and seeing what fits and what doesn't. You mentioned the progressed moon. So I'd like to kind of swing back around that. I mean, what does the progressed moon have to do with your career? I've noticed, um, I've created a progressed moon workbook because I think it's so fascinating to go back through your life in these two to two and a half year chunks and really see what's going on. Um, It doesn't always have to do with your career, but I, I find that when you, for those of you that don't know what the progressed moon is, it's astrologers create a chart based, uh, on the hundred days after you were born, and we equate one day of your life with one year of your life. So where all the planets were uh, on day five of your life is equal to where all the planets are on year five. And so we find resonances. But um, I do notice if 
you could take anything. You could take the career, you could take relationship, and I think you could apply the progressed moon to it. So for example, when the progressed moon's in Scorpio, I tend to notice that people really double down and like grow their business. They get ferocious about it. They get tenacious about it. They want to see it come to light. And after the hard work of Scorpio, then you see this new horizon of Sagittarius, and then they have this momentum. And, you know, let's say the business is growing and and then they get to Capricorn and suddenly they feel like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I have an, an, a renewed authority here so that they can step into a, a two-year period of like really owning their authority. And then they need to break free in Aquarius, right? But you can really watch these two-year sections and it's certainly played out in my life. And I will also say the moment that the progressed sun changed in my life, my whole career changed dramatically. Like it, it, it really opened up in a whole new way. I, when I moved from 30 years of Taurus to 30 to, to Gemini, it was a, a very fascinating shift. Well, that's very interesting to me. The progressed sun, you know, uh, I know when mine moved into Leo, I felt a very, I became more public with my career when I had always been happy being behind the scenes. And so suddenly here I am, I'm on social media, I'm in the public eye, which was very jarring for me and something that took a minute to get used to. Yeah. After 30 years of Cancerian energy in the progressed sun, you better believe it's something to get used to. Yeah. I sort of had my own version of that. I moved from the progressed sun in Taurus to Gemini and Taurus was kind of like, okay, I'm just putting things in place. And suddenly Gemini, the word got out, you know, like yes. the message got out. The uh, and, and that's when I started to write the moon notes that I read on Instagram and such. So the progressed sun is really significant. So and I remember, I remember when my progressed sun moved from Scorpio 30 years of Scorpio to Sagittarius. And it was just like, oh my God, here comes the sun. I just felt so energized. And so my, my world just broadened to such a degree. I love that you're both talking about all these big changes you've had in your careers too, and what was going on astrologically. Because, you know, I think people assume that you get some career and you just do it for the rest of your life, which back in my parents' day, that's what what it was, you know, you just stuck with that same thing, that same job, 40 years, blah, blah, blah. You got out with your retirement and your pension. And life is also very different right now. And I think it's really important for people to understand that sometimes we do change as individuals. We want something different. And astrology can represent that. And what's happening in our chart can actually open up the door for us to make those changes and we don't have to stick with the same thing for 40 thing, forty years if we don't want to. Particularly with like Ellen, who has Uranus at the top of her chart at, in the 10th house. And Ellen, tell, tell everyone that your different careers. It's kind of well, crazy. <laughs> I started out, I went to law school and I started out as an attorney and I did death penalty appeals in the California Supreme Court, which I loved doing. It was wonderful. And, and then I... Uh, I started a bakery with some friends for three years. We were just sitting around and said, oh, let's start a bakery. It was the most bizarre thing, but we did it. We just like, it was one was a doctor, one was a marine biologist, and then there was me. And it was during the time period when there were like cookie store. We lived in Carmel and there was like, you know, Mrs. Fields cookies on Ocean Avenue and everybody was sort of doing little baking things. And we said, oh, that would be fun. And we just did this. We knew nothing but which was a good thing, because if we had known anything, we wouldn't have done it. 
But we did that. And then I went back to the law and then I had little kids and I was reading about rapes and murders all day long. And I just thought I can't keep doing this. So I was reading an article in the newspaper about school gardens and I had never put my hands in the dirt. Like, I don't even know what attracted me to this, but it did. You know, the thing about and if you look at the astrology of the time, it supports it. But, you know, the universe is always whispering to us whether or not like when I did my death penalty when I got my first job in law school, I happened to be walking down the hall and there was this little note card. I can still see it about a new office that was opening up in Los Angeles where their focus was going to be death penalty, criminal appeals. And I didn't even know what an appeal was at that point, but it spoke to me and I just mm -hmm. followed it. And the same thing with this article about school gardens. And I went to this workshop the next day. And I think, you know, I had been doing this very, left brain work for so long that being outdoors and we were riding on tractors and we were like putting our hands in the dirt and I just got hooked. So I came back, my son was in second grade at the time. And I went back to the school and said, Oh my God, we have to do this. And I got the, it's called life lab. I got them to come to the school and train all the teachers. And we built school, we built beds and started this whole thing and got the chefs to come to the school and teach kids about healthy eating. And I became a master gardener and a garden designer and a floral designer. I mean, I really went for it. And, and I didn't know what I was doing. The thing about all of this is I never know what I'm doing. I just sort of put one foot in front of the other, but I'm following my curiosity. I was just like so mm -hmm. curious. And then when my son, years later, was in middle school, same son who had been in second grade, there was this huge 10-acre piece of land next to the middle school that was a Christmas tree farm, and it had no habitat whatsoever. And so one of the teachers who was an ornithologist just planted some native plants so birds would come so he could teach the kids about birds. And I looked at it and said, oh, I just saw the vision of what it could be. So we raised a little money. We started a little garden project and it ultimately became like this. We ultimately raised $5 million and it became this 10 acre eco literacy site with gardens and native plants and ocean literacy and birds. And, and we had uh, kids from all over Monterey County and in underserved schools come after school. So it became like this major thing. And that became my life's work for many, many years. And that's so Uranian. I mean, Heidi, Uranian. when you said Uranus in the 10th house, and I mean, you ha I, I love that you, you use the word vision, which is also very, very Uranus. So, oh my God, it makes so much sense. I know. I think I make Heidi nervous because every once in a while I'll say, oh my God, I have this idea. And she goes, <laughs> oh no, no, no more. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So we've talked about progressed moon, the natal chart. Um, and the one thing I'd like to talk about, like with ongoing transits, you know, for people who are listening, I've done episodes on transits. The planets are always moving. They're not stationary. Even when they're retrograde, they're not moving backwards. They're still moving. It's just the orbit's a little bit different. So everything's always moving. And how can we use, how can we work with transits to make better career decisions. What is your advice on that? Well, I think um, I always talk about astrology as a, a science and an art of cycles and of relationships. And so one of the most beautiful things that you can get out of studying astrology is an understanding of the cycles of our lives. And 
Um, some of these slower moving planets are, of course, the ones that we really want to pay attention to because they take longer hanging out in a certain area and changing that area. So, you know, for example, Jupiter has a 12-year cycle, Saturn has a 30-year cycle. What I like to say is when a planet hits a certain position three times, you know, the first, the first knock is like a knock on the door. The first is like, hi, Jupiter, you know, Jupiter's on the sun and Jupiter's like, hi, sun, here I am. I'm about to expand your life or I'm about to make you gain 10 pounds. But anyway, you know, it's like, you know, it's like Jupiter on the sun, right? Here I am. The second part of the transit is when you are meant to be in the thick of it. You are meant to be integrating that energy. You are meant to be dancing with that energy. You are meant to be breathing in that energy. And the third hit of the transit is like, what have I learned? What am what what have I what has culminated here? What how am I changed as a result of this transit? Because so often people get so nervous. They're like, oh my gosh, but Jupiter's going to leave and then is that is the all the goodness going to go away and i say no because actually you are forever changed as a result of this visitation you know as a result of this alignment so i i tend with these outer moving planets particularly to look at these hits in terms of the 3 or 5 hits sometimes with pluto and sometimes mm-hmm. with neptune um to to suggest the ways that you well, open the door, dive in, and then uh, sort of review. That makes so much sense. And I think that that's very helpful so that people don't get stuck like Jupiter's leaving or, or anything like that. This really, you know, it, it, the knock at the door, yeah. you're in the thick of it. And what have you learned? So yes. wise. Good, good. Yeah. Ellen, did you have anything you wanted to add yeah, to that? I was gonna, what, what Heidi's saying about cycles is so true. I mean, as I've just described, I'm really a doer. But there are also times in my life that the planets are such that I'm just supposed to be still and I'm just supposed to wait or I'm just supposed to nest or I'm supposed to, you know, uh, when when cancer is is prominent, you're just supposed to gestate. So, it's sometimes really hard because it goes against my grain. And I get a lot of comfort knowing that it's a cycle, knowing that it won't always be this way, and also knowing that we're sort of watched over by the planets. And it's it's very helpful container to hold our emotions in. And I, I think that. I just want to say, like, in this day and age, too, it's so the rest part is so important. I have found myself with my clients many a time saying, actually, this is not the time to push forward. Just enjoy these next six weeks or whatever it is. And then everything will be more supported as you move forward. But we're just relentless. I mean, I'm guilty as anyone, but relentless around what's next? How can I you yes. know, grow more? What next book can I write? Am I doing enough? And in fact, astrology is like, guess what? There's also the in-breath, the in-breath and the out-breath. And unless you pay attention to the in-breath, you end up depleted, exhausted, and you know, burned out. Amen. And that's so easy to do because we do live in a culture of just do it. You know, the Nike slogan, just do it. And so oftentimes we are doing, 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 and that is not allowing the soil to rest so new seeds can plant and sprout and get their roots. So, And that's also what's so good about looking at transits and also looking at progressions because you can look at the progressed moon and where it was what is it, a, a 30-year cycle, right? 27, 27, 27 years. years. Like, you know, you can go back in time when it was in the exact space and say, what was happening in my life then? And there's mm-hmm. a lot of comfort in knowing that 
whatever was going on, it happened, it passed, and you moved on to something else. I do love that you mentioned that about going back. And in your podcast, Chart Your Course, you do go back and look at what cycles have been happening in the past and how that's playing out now. And I just think that's so brilliant. It's like you're you're finding the history in astrology and, again, those cycles that repeat themselves in different ways, of course. So it's very fascinating. It's great. that We actually just started, you were one of our first, but we just started, normally we take questions from people. They send us uh, mm-hmm. audio questions and we um, give a little astrological answer and I give a little career answer. And then we thought, wouldn't it be fascinating to pick some of our favorite people and do a deep dive into three major career moments and what was going on in their life mm-hmm. astrologically? Yeah, and you know, right. Yeah, we've done like three, I don't know, at this point, I think we've done three or four of those interviews because we just relatively introduced it relatively recently. And it is just so fascinating to, to, to see the statistics around it, right? Like anytime someone's like, that was a career high, you're going to believe that Jupiter's transiting the 10th or Jupiter's on the ascendant. I mean, you just see it again and again and again, and it just becomes almost like laughable in a good way. Like, of course it was there. (laughs) Well, I was blown away by the information that you shared with me about my cycles on the major points of my career. It was so accurate and uncanny. And again, those cycles, it blew my mind. You know, sometimes when you're living your life, you don't think about, well, what cycle's happening? And then going back and looking at the history, it's like, oh, that's what was going on. Now let's approach this cycle with more wisdom. Yeah, yeah. And so, that helps and that helps to reframe whatever story is preventing mm-hmm. you from moving forward. So often all of us have fears about moving forward and and whether it's money, whether it's I can't quit a job that's you know paying me even though I hate it, whether it's will anybody ever hire me again? We all have stuff. And just knowing there's a cycle, just knowing that you're supported by different planetary movements, I think really is helpful. Mm -hmm. I agree. So I have one last question. What is the one big thing you think people need to keep in mind when they're applying astrology to their careers? Big piece of wisdom. You you each get to answer this. So You know, I guess I just have to link everything back to um, the idea that our astrological chart is an incredible gift. This moment in time, this design in the heavens, this map is such a gift to us. And so, you know, in a way, the biggest thing to keep in mind is that we've been given this gift and, and this map, and we're here to evolve it. So if we can work with the transits in our chart, if we can work with the cycles, then we can grow ourselves, we can grow our careers, we can grow our relationships with consciousness and with love just by looking at this beautiful design of the heavens from the moment that we were born. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I, when you, going back to how we started, what made me interested in astrology is I believe that there are lots of realities going on at the same time. You know, I have an Aquarian moon and I I just, I feel very comfortable in that belief. So astrology really spoke to me because it not only visually shows you another reality, but it makes sense. I mean, 
you're going through a Saturn return, you're going through Jupiter on your sun, you know, it there are manifestations of where the planets are. So in terms of career, when you're thinking about changing your career, or you have a thought about write, being, becoming a writer or a musician, or doing social media for a company, it's almost always supported in the astrological chart. Mm-hmm. I love that. So if people want to listen to chart your course, where, I mean, where can they listen to the podcast? Let's start there. Well, first of all, it's called Chart Your Career. Oh, Chart Your Career. Chart Your Career. It's okay. It's okay. And uh, everywhere, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, it's, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. And and we would love if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my God, I have a question I want to ask Ellen and Heidi, you know, send us your one minute audio question, uh, send it to Heidi at HeidiRose.com with your birth information, the date, time, and place, and we'll answer your question. Awesome. And yes, so for my listeners, it's chart your career. I said that wrong. Make sure you make note of that so that you get to the right podcast. It is so amazing. You're going to learn so much about how to work with astrology and your career. And it is going to be fascinating to listen to some of the people that they've interviewed, because again, there's that history and you get to see how this all works out. And that's going to help you learn how to apply this to your own career. So Heidi, first of all, where can people find you if they want to work with you? Uh, Are there any things that you're offering right now that you want people to know about? Yeah. HeidiRose.com is my website. And I'm also on Instagram every morning at Heidi Rose Robbins. And um, the next big thing that's coming up is um, I've been leading retreats for 12 years, and there'll finally be another Radiant Life retreat two years later um, in Ojai in March. So you can find out more about that and get on the waiting list um, to be, to register at HeidiRose.com. Um, but mo- mostly, I would just suggest get on my newsletter because there's always, I'm always like as an Aries, suddenly deciding to teach something at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> So Aries. And yes, the newsletter is the best way always to keep in touch with people. So uh, people, please make sure that you get on Heidi's newsletter so you know what's up and what what she's got going on. And that's always the best way to stay in touch. And what about you, Ellen? If people want to work with you, what have you got going on? I work with people one-on-one. I, we can work together for four sessions. We could work together for nine sessions, just one session. Heidi and I do a chart your career uh, offering where you can get an hour with me, an hour with Heidi. So there are all sorts of ways. My website is ellenfondler.com. And I have lots of free material and low cost material on the website, all sorts of workbooks. So, and then I am in the middle of another Uranian idea, but I'm in the middle of switching my newsletter and also creating a platform for Chart Your Career on Substack. So there will be lots of good stuff coming That's in the new amazing. year. Amazing. That is amazing. So people, you know what to do. You're going to get over to Ellen's world too and sign up for her newsletter and get on that Substack when it's out because you want to keep in the loop on all this goodness. It's going to help you with your career. And again, it's going to help you to apply astrology in a way that's going to be very useful. I want to thank you both for making time to talk with me today. This has been such a great conversation. I could pick your brains all day, but I know you need to go. So just, I want to say again, thank you both so, so much. Thank you, Teresa. Great to be here. Thank you, Teresa. Always a pleasure. All right, people. That's all for today's episode. 
And by the way, if you're enjoying the show, you know what I'd love you to do? Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that is always the best way to help new listeners discover the show. And of course, you know, I appreciate it so much. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.